feel like you have gotten as as we've aged and matured and gotten wiser and older. That is like the older. nicest way that you've called me old. <laughs> you have. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that affects all of us, and that is decision making. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did we decide on this? <laughs> I think I think we did. <laughs> no matter what, there are always decisions that have to be made in our lives and how we make those decisions can impact our marriages a great deal. Right. Well, I mean, just pause for a moment and think of a recent decision that you had to make with your spouse. How did your own personal decision-making style factor into the process? Yeah, and maybe this isn't something we think about a lot, Mm -hmm. but it is important, and we're going to talk about it here on the podcast. We are, but before we do that, we wanted to share... Uh, we want to give some praise to we our quizzers. We we are leaders and help run our Bible quizzing program yeah. at our church. And one of the things that we do every year, well, started last year, but it's an annual thing now. Oh, right? no, this is our third year. Third year? It is. Okay. Of doing shirts with logos? Oh, no, no. no of quizzing. It's totally our second. Right, right, right. <laughs> we are totally off track here already. But no, it's our second year where we had the youth design a logo yes. and then they vote on what they want. And then we, the top logo gets put onto a shirt and some swag for, for the quizzers. I just got to say, unbelievable talent yes in that room with the designs that they came up with yeah super creative it was hard to choose i think there was what like 19 different logos submitted yeah yeah they were awesome yeah and all of them could be a shirt or could go on a hat or could whatever it is that we put on we'll put them on shirts but all of them could have won yeah that's what i find is so amazing is like (laughs) all of them are are they're just so talented like i don't know maybe it's because that's so far out of my area to actually design of it because i can think of a lot of big ideas you do but you're good at designing you design stuff well thank you i just feel like not a logo though like what they (laughs) did like i don't know yeah and and just as another plug quizzing if you haven't heard of it bible quizzing it's where kids memorize scripture and then they recite it and then they ask are are asked questions about it and so it's amazing that so there's a club 150 so they memorize 150 verses throughout the year and then there's club 300 memorize 300 verses and then there's full material so whatever book or books are being covered that year they memorize the whole thing i don't even know how many verses that is it's a a lot lot, though it's a lot i think it's around a thousand is that right i'm not sure it's crazy is a lot but just how they can memorize it and just the blessing that is for them in their lives because you talk to people who are adults now who did bible quizzing as a kid and they said like yeah i I wouldn't be able to quote it any longer but it's all there and the holy spirit uses it to speak to me and to to guide and to help and encourage me now in my later years because i have all that scripture memorized and stored away in my heart and so that is super cool yeah it's it's really inspiring so much so as you said this is our third year leading it 
this year. I, I kept saying last year, you inspire me so much. You inspire me so much. I'm going to memorize it. But I just, I never did. But this year, I've made a commitment that I, my goal is to memorize 150 verses with the youth that are doing this. And... I'm a little behind already, uh, <laughs> full disclosure. I don't know how they stay on top of it. I don't know either. You know, and, and at the end of the day, it actually isn't that many. It's like one verse a day. Well, it's five a week, so it's even less than that if well, you're thanks. in the 150. Thanks for that. It's even less than <laughs> once a day. Wow. You are really <laughs> putting me on the inspired It's trying train. to make it more attainable. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made to realize that I'm, I'm failing it even more here. But that's okay. I'll make it up. Uh, what... Did you commit to it? Like you're memorizing some. I'm just wondering if you would you I, go on record on Marriage Talk and say that you're doing 150 or what are you doing? I want to do 150, okay. but I'm a little hesitant. Not sure I'll get there. But if I make the commitment, I definitely will be more motivated and strict with myself. So yes, I will make the commitment. Whoa. Let's I, do it together. 150 verses. Let's go. I was about to like ask the question, like, will you commit? <laughs> so you must have known I was going there with it. I didn't. But okay. <laughs> another thing. So we have a coworker and he's retirement age. And he has been memorizing yes. scripture. I'm not sure what his goal or how many, but know. he's been so encouraged by it. And he's been encouraging other yep. staff to yep. do the same, to, to consistently memorize yeah. on an ongoing basis. And so even him, yeah. he's... Throwing that out. Jerry, you are inspiring <laughs> us. I'll drop his name. You have inspired go, us Jerry. as well to step into this realm of memorizing scripture. Yeah. And the youth have inspired us. Jerry's inspired us. We'll let you know how it's going. 150 <laughs> verses is what we're aiming at. Yeah. We'll wait and see how that yeah. is. And it's in the book of Galatians, Ephesians. What's the other ones? Philippians. Philippians. Colossians. And Colossians. Those Go, are the yeah. books that are being covered that's this right. year. Go eat popcorn continuously. Ah, oh, that's, that's the I, acronym. <laughs> that's how I remember, remember the books out there. We'll let you know how it's going. And you know what? I just thought of this on the spot too, because one of the things that we said many, many weeks ago, we threw a challenge out there to couples about kissing for oh, yeah. six seconds. Oh man, we did not day. do well, well with that. We, oh, yeah, no, no. At first we were doing really good and then you got sick and then oh, I've got sick and it wasn't because we were kissing for six seconds, but I am coming over. But when we... No, we, we definitely dropped the ball in, yeah, we in did. it. And so maybe others have as well. So this could be a great reminder yeah. to let's start it again. Let's start kissing each other at least six seconds a day. But there were a few times that we remembered to do it. Yeah. And what did it do or what did you find or... It catches your attention because it's not just a uh, a passing little... Uh, peck on the cheek yeah. or a quick little kiss on the lips is six seconds when you actually <laughs> <laughs> commit to that that it, it it catches your attention yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i just want to say i enjoyed it uh for yeah the days i did we... too okay. i don't know if I... <laughs> I was like okay well uh, i'm not sure <laughs> i do enjoy the six seconds it's just it stands out more than a quick passing little kiss <laughs> oh it's too funny anyways that just reminded me because we said we would let we would check in with people, see how it's going. We dropped the ball. Uh, but we're going to pick that ball back up. Six seconds. Yeah. Every day, we're going to find that and and move it. Which I, I want to say, like, when we stopped doing it, I was like, oh, man. Like, you get out of that habit. It's like, now that I'm thinking about it again, I'm like, I really want to 
pick that habit back up again. Like yeah. that was really fun. And, and it did make me feel closer to you. And yeah, it does. And I enjoyed that. And it was like a, a non-sexual kiss, right? Like it's not leading to anything. It, it really is just to connect and say hi yeah. and six seconds catches your attention for <laughs> sure for sure anyways that is so far off topic let's jump into our conversation here today and talk about decision making which sounds like we just made another decision of we are going to reinstate kissing for six seconds yeah and memorizing scripture <laughs> and memorizing scripture right let's go back to that one as well but we want to say uh, we, i think we should give a disclaimer right up front here because uh, again we're just going to be scratching the surface on the topics that we're going to talk about when it comes to decision making and our goal is by the end of all of our shows really is that we all walk away with something to process really something that we are all critically thinking about yeah just kind of a spark to make us evaluate like huh how does that look in my life or right. what have i experienced experienced or found. Right. Yeah. And maybe some of our listeners are like us and have different decision making <laughs> styles. And others, they might have similar decision making styles as their spouse. Right. Nothing's wrong with either one, but we are sure that it's safe to say that decision-making in the relationship at times can create some friction, yeah. whether oh. it's similar or very different. Yeah, or at least we know it's created friction in our relationship at times. It's true, and today we want to talk about some of the potential reasons for that friction and what we can do about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that decision-making can create some friction is the different styles that we might have. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of us is spontaneous in making our decisions, and the other might be really cautious. Mm. Maybe one of us leans more towards looking at the facts of the situation, and the other more relies on their feelings. Right. Maybe one of us likes to include others, draw on other people's wisdom or insights, and the other person just likes to make the decision on their own. The other opinions kind of cloud it. Mm -hmm. And so whatever the case, maybe the friction is coming from our own decision-making styles, and we just don't understand our spouse's style, or maybe we just don't like their style and we think ours is the right way. That's fair. This one, this is an area that really we've had to work hard in understanding each other because... Well, at the end of the day, we have different decision-making styles. We like do. the list that you just listed off there, we're really just sharing from our own perspective as well as and, and those are some of the styles that we differ on. You know, for example, like I'm I'm more spontaneous where you're more cautious. True. And this has tripped us up from time to time. So really I've had to learn how to slow down. I've had to look at different angles, which yeah. is something that you're really, really good at. Yeah. And I've had to learn to not get stuck in the analyzing <laughs> um, step <laughs> of the process and looking at all the different outcomes that could potentially happen and actually make a decision. Right. And so you're good at that, of just making a decision, being confident and going forward where yeah. I can get stuck. And so- yeah. No, I'm more of like the build the plane as I fly <laughs> it type of guy, which means I can make a wrong decision, but I'll fix it or I'll figure it out on the way. You know, may not always be the best yeah. situation. <laughs> Maybe you want to be in a plane that's fully built before you're flying, but yeah. you know, sometimes you got to move on. You got to... Yeah. You, you Sometimes you do just got to make a decision and go with it. That's right. And I feel like you have gotten, as, as we've aged 
and matured and gotten wiser and older. That is like the older. nicest way that you've called me old. <laughs> you have gotten way more aware of not starting the flying before you've at least got some pieces. <laughs> so it's good. It's That's good. Fair. That's fair. But I think the key here for us, it was learning how to appreciate that difference. Yeah. I mean... The differences that we have, it's actually a strength that we both bring into our relationship when it comes to decision making. And once we learned that, that difference, we could lean on one another's strengths, it really helped us. But before that, it was just frustrating. It was just like, why are you making decisions so quickly? And you were like, why are you taking so long? And so it just, it, it, was such a frustration until we could change the way we were viewing it, Mm -hmm. come together and work as a team Mm -hmm. to dial up and dial down and find a happy middle. Right. Totally. Uh, Totally. I I think, as you said, learning to appreciate our differences here, it's really brought more clarity in this area of our marriage and our decision-making. Another thing that could be influencing our decision-making is really the value that we place on money. And this was another one that tripped us up until we started to learn about it, until we started to know about it. In fact, we actually recorded a, a longer podcast on the value of money back in episode 33. But really the way that we viewed money, it was affecting our decision-making. Yeah, and in short, money, for me, it meant security. Having that rainy day fund set up, creating savings in case something happened. And so when it came to spending money, I really struggled to do that on, you know, kind of the the fun, unnecessary (laughs) things. Wait, what? They're totally necessary. (laughs) Well, it's true. They are necessary, but I really struggled with that. Yeah, yeah. And for me, uh, money meant status. We're, We're just giving like a real quick overview of that longer podcast. But for me, it meant status, which means that I needed to buy nice things to show that we had money, which in the end actually led to some poor financial decision making over the years. Really, though, one of the ways that we worked on this area was to identify our spending habits and why we would spend the way that we would spend and really why why we struggled spending. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing that really helped us was to set financial goals Mm. for us and our family. I mean, doing things costs money. And uh, I really had to change my thinking from it's not just wasting money, it's investing in our relationships and in our family. But there is only so much disposable income to Mm. go around. And so are we spending our money in the best places? And so get setting goals mm-hmm. and a budget really helped with that. It did. Another factor that was that helped here was realizing that our identity was not tied to our bank account <clears throat> and neither was our security, really, right? We needed to find our identity and security in our relationship with Jesus Christ. This really helped both of us break away from our unhealthy views of money and helped us make better decisions overall in our decision making as we learned this about each other and navigated just the way we approached it differently and again seeing it as a gift uh, as as benefits of what we bring to the table and not uh, against each other uh, type of thing yeah Uh, how about here's one that we we wrote down was how about regret or fear of missing out how would that be impacting our decision making yeah i think (laughs) 
we, we don't want to live with regret. Uh-huh. So we overanalyze mm. and kind of get paralyzed in again that, that analyzing because I don't want to make a decision and then regret it. Or we don't want to miss out. And so we decide too quickly. We jump at the first thing, which again, kind of might be limiting because there might have been more options if we just held off a little bit, right? Yeah. And sometimes this this can either pack our schedule so full that there's no breathing space and the other side of that coin, it might be that we're so paralyzed in making a decision that we don't make one and don't end up doing anything, right? <laughs> Sitting at home. Missing out on life and opportunities. And so either way, this is a decision-making style that could be affecting how we're making decisions in our marriages. Right. Uh, one of the things, I mean, we love hanging out with people. And at times, this has really pushed our schedule to the point of exhaustion and us not really being healthy in our relationship or really having no time for each other. And I think something that really helped us here was realizing that every yes that we give is a no to something else. And we only have so many yeses that we can give in a week. So are we giving our best yes? I, I hope that makes sense, right? Like when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And so are we giving it our best yes in in those areas that really matter but learning that we didn't have to be at everything or always stay till the end of everything <laughs> right like like that really helped us find that balance in our relationship type of thing like we don't have to be there to shut the lights off for every single event that we attend yeah although we love doing it yes. well maybe i love doing it but <laughs> <laughs> i do too but yes that balance is important yeah what about communication hmm. i think that the way we communicate, it can have a huge impact on our decision-making as a couple, right? Do we both feel like we have a voice? Do we feel heard and validated? Or does one of us more kind of like just steamroll the other when it comes to decision-making? And I know that can sound harsh, but that is the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really there was a time when you know, where if we didn't agree and I would just go ahead and I would, I would just go make the decision anyway. And that was, well, that was not the healthiest way of no. doing things, <laughs> especially as we look back over, over those decisions. But where we have really found success in our relationship is when we both have felt heard, where we both have felt validated, uh, where we both have really a say in the decision. And then at times, like if we don't agree, we hold off on making that decision. Other times when we don't agree, one of us will hand really that decision over to the other or vice versa, depending on the situation. And really we can do this, I think, because we have trust in each other. We've we've worked at this. We know that we're making decisions to help our family. We're on the same team in these decisions. And so there is that trust factor that we can have when it's just like, I don't have an opinion in this area one way or the other, mm-hmm. or, you know, or you have more expertise in this area, right? You have more expertise in this area or so I'm going to, I'm going to trust you in this. And uh, that's really helped us in our decision-making as well. Yeah, definitely. Another factor that's helped us in our decision-making is prayer, which yeah. Honestly, is the most important yeah, factor. Yeah, start- These aren't ranked, so we could have started with. <laughs> yeah, this one we will rank. It, it is. It's well, well, seeking yeah. God in our decision making 
is so important and made such a difference for us. I know for me, I find so much comfort when I know that you're seeking God in the process, especially with major decisions. But there's that comfort that you're not just flying the plane as you build it, (laughs) but you're being intentional and you're seeking God's will uh, and his very best for our lives. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to prayer and and bringing God into it, we do need to be careful that we don't use God in a manipulative way. Right. Yeah. You know, when, when somebody says, well, God told me we should do this, those kinds of statements that just kind of ends the conversation. It's like you're playing a trump card yeah. and, yeah. you know, to just argue. to, yeah. Or it's tough to have another opinion if you're saying God said this to me. Yeah. And that becomes spiritual abuse really quickly. Yeah. That's so true. Because really, we should never coerce someone with the power move of God told me. Yeah. Right? Or so really, I said that. And so you have no choice, but you have to go along with it. Not not healthy in a relationship in those areas. I mean, we always pray that God would search our hearts. And if we're in the wrong, that God would change our hearts and show us his best for us in the situation, in the decision that has to be made. But if our spouse is wrong, that God would also reveal that to them. Like, mm-hmm. like we'll pray that, that God would be speaking to both of us as we are seeking an answer and a decision in things. And even though we're praying and waiting on the Lord, we still have honest conversations yeah, with right. each other where we can respectfully disagree and really, you know, <clears throat> kind of go back and forth and, and hash it out and, 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 yeah, and be like, well, I think this, and I think this, and okay, well, why? And like, we will go back and forth and, and have healthy discussion as we're trying to come up with different decisions. And of course, this is all depending on the magnitude of the decision, right? Yeah. Like, we're not hashing out what we're eating for supper <laughs> or, you know, those types of things. No, these are more significant. More significant things. But, you know, other than, yeah, anyways, I just... Yeah, we'll be praying and we'll be talking it out, out and having those honest conversations still together. Yeah, and the other thing that we often pray about is unity. Like, God, bring us to a place of unity where we both right. feel that this is the way that you're leading and um, the direction that you're taking us. Because right. there's a lot of, I don't know, just comfort and um, reassurance when God brings us to a place where we're like, yeah, we both really feel like this is the right thing to do. Right. Right, but it it does bring a lot of comfort and a lot of security, knowing that we're both doing our very best to seek and mm-hmm. to honor God, mm-hmm. and that we want the very best for one another. Right, that we're not just looking out for ourselves and trying to manipulate it so that you know we come out on top, kind of thing. It's right. we want the best for each other. Right, totally. I love the verses that we read in Philippians 4 uh, verses 6 and 7 where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, I especially love that part where it talks about by prayer and and petition with thanksgiving yeah present our requests to god like when i read that i just hear like god is wanting to hear from us he he wants to have that relationship with us where we are taking things to him and we're talking to him and and bringing our requests before him and and then when we do those things like the peace of god which is beyond our understanding will it will guard our hearts 
and our minds. Decisions can bring so much so much stress and, and so much anxiety. But God here is telling us that it doesn't have to, that we can lay these things at his feet, that we can seek him, that we can submit to him and his ways and his will or, or his ways and that he will give us peace throughout the process. And, you know, I, I think back to of our time before we left our jobs to go into vocational ministry, there was a, this like, when do I leave my job, right? Like, when do I leave SAS Power and join Family Life full-time? And and I just remember this knot in my stomach and, and bringing it before God. And then all of a sudden, there was a peace about the decision. And there was a lot of factors going into play as mm-hmm. to why we, you know, was this the right decision at this time financially? Was this the right decision Um vocationally and, yeah. and all and we asked God for confirmations from other people that yeah. God would speak to us that way yeah and, and and he did and all these things started happening and I just remember there was so much peace about the decision to leave SAS power to join family life full-time with the with where we were at in that journey and so for me this verse has been so real in my life uh, I, I can think back to other moments in my life where that peace has come in making especially the big decisions uh, in my life. Yeah, that, that's what and that I've doesn't mean it was easy. There was no. a lot of wrestling, a lot of seeking God, a lot of crying out, a lot of praying, a lot of, yeah. of waiting. So it wasn't easy. No. But when God gave that direction, there was peace, even though it didn't necessarily make sense right. uh, from a worldly perspective. Totally. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and so those are a few things that could be impacting our decision-making in marriage. Those are a few things that could be creating some friction, uh, some misunderstandings as we try to make decisions within our relationships. But we think, you know, understanding our style and the different factors that could be impacting our decision-making for ourselves and our spouse is important to help us have healthy decision-making as a couple. This is another one of those potential differences that we have to learn to dial up and dial (laughs) down, learn to appreciate the strengths that we each bring uh, into the relationship, us and our spouse, Mm -hmm. and and lean on those things. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So how about you as our listeners out there? How does this resonate with you and your relationship? As always, we have some processing questions for us, and here are the three questions that we have for us today. How has your own and your spouse's decision-making style impacted your relationship both positively and negatively? What impacts you the most in your decision-making style? And what's one thing that you could do today to understand your own style and your spouse's style better? Before we say goodbye, we want to let you know about our BOGO special that's going on right now with Family Life Canada for our weekend getaway conferences. This special sale is only available until September 30th, and so if you're wanting to get in on it, 
do it right yeah, away. Yeah, make that quick decision. <laughs> uh, jump in on it. This will be a great plane that you will be building. Uh, yeah. Come and join us. When you register at the early bird rate of $299 per couple, which is already $100 off, which is awesome, you can register another couple for just $100. Now, this is a great way to invest in blessing another marriage, or two couples really could choose to share the savings between them. The special at the end really works out to uh, two for one at the regular rate. That's right. So for more information, go to FamilyLifeCanada.com and click on Book Your Weekend Getaway on the main page. Thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next week. Bye.